Hello, everyone. Welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode with Joe McAdam was recorded on Tuesday, September 14th, in the middle of the day. Uh, Joe has been on the show a lot in the last two years, especially since the pandemic. He is my favorite person to do this with because uh, he just he just is. He's my favorite person to do this with, and it makes me feel better about the the end. I should leave it there. Our next show, our next live show is September 25th. It's a Friday. It's part of Art All Night DC. We are uh, going to be outside. It's our first outdoor show in nearly 10 years. Uh, we're going to be on 6100 Georgia Avenue Northwest. The link to that show is on our events page. If you follow me on social media, it's there as well. Our final ever show at the Wonderland Ballroom will be Friday, October 1st. Uh, we are ending the 10-year run. We will be back in 2022 at a new home, uh, multiple homes, and uh, we will announce those after the October show. But yeah, we're killing that show. Friday, October 1st, 2021, our final You Meet Them Everybody Live at the Wonderland Ballroom. More info uh, for that show is on youmethemeverybody.com. Here's Joe. The last time you and I spoke was the end of July, and a lot of things have happened in the last 45 days. I want to say none of them good? Not one I'm good asking. thing? <laughs> I'm asking. That's not true. I threw an Austin Powers-themed baby shower for uh, some friends out here, which was a lot of fun. Okay, so that's good. I have a odd Austin, one good thing Austin Powers tangent. Uh, my friend yeah. Andrew Bucket gave me an Austin Powers action figure for some reason. Um, because for the first year I was married, I kept doing the Borat voice and kept saying my wife. And for some reason he got me a Austin Powers action figure and used tape around scotch tape around it and just wrote Borat voice, my wife. So it was Austin Powers as <laughs> Borat saying my wife and my kid found was the tape, ar- the tape around it, like to just cover up Austin Powers. No, no, no. It was around his gut. It's it's uh, one of the Todd okay. McFarlane action figures type. <laughs> like they're like the really nice ones, and uh, I still have that. It still has got a tape around it. And my kid was sick the past week, and he found where I like hid all my action figure stuff. Um, because as soon as he could like move around, we're like, oh, he, we should hide everything he could swallow. <laughs> so all the like For sure. starting lineups and and wrestlers and all that stuff went into a box, and he found it. And the Austin Powers figure, while being in the box for the last like year has become this like goth version of white. Like the paint has faded. So now I have like a goth Austin Powers Borat. I mean, that's a one of a kind then. It's a one of one. You're that's a collector's. Yeah. One, one pressing of this figure. That's great. Yeah. So you can take you, that to, to shows and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you guys check this out. What do you think? Pretty cool. <laughs> okay. Bye. Okay, do you know the 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 gender of the baby? No. Did you have a reveal of any sort? Uh a, a reveal of like what the the genders I know that could you could do other things besides no, a was... gender reveal. I don't know what it would be. <laughs> that was a bad question. Once you said no. Oh no. They, they, uh... <laughs> so we don't know. Then they, they they never um they wanted to not know um going into the birth have the has the child arrived yet so i i don't know yeah okay uh no it's uh due in about a month cool cool did you how what what did the austin powers baby shower entail um so 
we had a game where you guess the the actual birth date of the baby, and it was called "When Do I Make You Borny, Baby." <laughs> um, that was that was my wife came up with that joke. That was a very good one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and. We also had prizes, like I made um, uh, like a, a fake label for coffee called Fat Bastard Shit Brand Coffee. So that's what that um, was for. That was for that. That was for, that was yeah, you could win you could win a prize if you get if you um you also there was a uh, like a there's baby food jars like unlabeled baby food jars and you, by looking at it and smelling it or whatever you got to make like uh write like a new name for it. Something Austin Powers themed, hopefully, but it could be anything. Uh, you know, winner decided by the uh, by the couple, and uh, that was yeah. That, I forget. There's like another, I think another prize, something about the Swedish penis and larger pump. Um, <laughs> so not everything in the last forty five days has been bad. But I made fake fat bastard shit coffee. <laughs> that's cool. So I have had a bad month and a half. Um, not as bad as you, but you've definitely influenced my month because I'm, I don't, I can't speak for everyone in my circle, but I think it's safe to say I'm a little bit more cautious and maybe too cautious and too paranoid about the Delta variant than I need to be because you got COVID and you are vaccinated and it happens. Yeah. When did you get it? I don't remember the date, but it was probably extremely early August. Okay. Yeah, that's and then since then, since I found out that you got it, I was already sort of freaking out about the whole thing and um our family returned from Chicago right at the end of July and I feel like we got in that window where it really wasn't a thing. And yeah. Unfortunately, now it seems to be a very real thing. But it also seems to be, um, I should, I, I don't want to say preventable because clearly you got it, and I'm not trying to like shame you or anything. But <laughs> now it's just like maybe, I was asking for it, yeah, maybe, <laughs> licking stuff. At the, whatever. Well, you didn't you get it from like doing one thing that you were in theory okay to do? Um, as far as I know, I like you know, there's no way to know for sure. But I think what happened is I went out to dinner. Uh, and it was indoors. It was um, at a place where they didn't require vax uh, proof. And I think that was it. That's the only thing I really did in that weekend, in that, that like, you know, few day period that was kind of outside the norm where I was like, I'm not wearing a mask in here. And, uh, you know, I'm around other people. Did you feel comfortable when you were at pre-COVID? Yeah, I, I felt totally like it was reasonable to be doing whatever I was doing. It felt like whatever this is, I'm vaccinated. I think this is probably fine. They still make you do the, like put it, put the mask on when you go to the, you know, mm -hmm. when you're in the main room or whatever, but when you're at your table, you can do whatever. So I was like following all those rules, whatever. And uh, I felt pretty comfortable about it. And I don't know. It was just pr I, likely it was at this restaurant and, um, but I, I don't know after getting it, the, truly I feel like the, the I feel more confident about it because I wasn't that sick compared to what I've heard stories of. And I've, from what I understand that as a result of being vaccinated. And uh, also I was around 
probably around 15 people while I had it or when I got it and when I was potentially contagious and nobody got it. And I was like, you know, very close to people and nothing happened. Even your wife. Yeah, we slept in the same bed. We were around each other. We have a small apartment. We everything. And while I was actively sick with symptoms, everything and she never got sick. That's good. So it seems like it's just if you get one of the breakthrough cases or whatever, you're just kind of fucked, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what you're supposed to do. You're just like, all right, that it's I'm the one in a hundred or whatever the number is. Do you, I feel like it's okay to talk about this because you included it in your monthly news n- newsletter. Your monthly. <laughs> <How do, laughs> so you mail out jokes to people. It's honestly probably everyone that gets its favorite piece of mail every month. And uh, you, th- this was in your intro, so I don't feel like. I'm exposing anything that you weren't already doing. No, I don't mind. Uh, I don't mind talking about it at all. It's because it's, it's just like, I don't know. I, I feel like everything is it's, it can become very like weaponized to, to just like have a little fact, <laughs> you know, uh, like, well, this guy got it. And then, you know, like you saw, you saw Nicki Minaj's tweet yesterday yeah. about, I know a guy whose cousin is my friend who, whose testicles exploded or like, all right. <laughs> There's so much just like, you know, weaponized information or misinformation. And it's just like, I would much rather just be completely honest about every detail about what is going on there for some version of like, I don't have an agenda and I don't give a shit uh, communication about any of this stuff. So, yeah, I, I think I found out about you right when I was doing my August show and I felt incredibly uncomfortable doing my August show because... It's the only time I'm inside of a bar, period. Yeah. And I'm wearing a mask the entire time while I'm on mic, and I'm still, like, paranoid. And I'm probably taking it way too far because now, since then, the bar I do the show at is doing the mandatory uh, vaccine checks. Not vaccine. Yeah, I guess the, where you have to share your card or whatever. And yeah. Even for when it's – and that's cool and all, but I go upstairs because it's on the second floor of a bar, and – I'm incredibly uncomfortable because not one time have I been there where every single person is wearing the mask either correctly or at all because you're drinking or you're maybe going to drink or you're at a thing. It's just like a different world. And yes, in June, in early part of July, that seemed okay. But now with these, with Delta, that's not okay to me. And I'm probably just taking this way too far and paranoid, but like I'm not having fun being in a place where the whole point is to have fun. Yeah, that's the that's the shitty part about this is like you can't be at a bar and effectively prevent anything. No. You just are eating and drinking and talking and there's music so you have to talk loud and you're close to people and whatever. There's no possible way to do it properly unless the bar is, you know, actively like, all right, we do a vax check. And I guess that's going to reduce your odds. Yeah. Uh, and they are. And it, you know, like I said, it's even not perfect because I got it and was vaccinated. So it's not exactly. a perfect system, but it's better. So my thing is I'm just calling it and we're doing one more show in 2020 in D.C. And I'm putting the pause on this thing until April because I don't think I'm going to feel comfortable until my kid could get vaccinated. Even so. And. I probably am taking this too far, but I, I don't, I don't, I'm not having fun. Like I'm, I'm actively angry at people that aren't wearing a mask in a place where in theory they don't have to wear a mask. Does that make sense? 
Absolutely. I mean, I think that's the, the, one of the biggest parts of this whole thing is that it's making people's like they're just like their mental patterns different than they ever were mm-hmm. uh, to the point where it's like, oh, am I just going to fucking hate people all the time yeah. now? Or am I going to be paranoid or am I going to be anxious all the time? And uh, I, I don't want to become a more closed off person. So I don't know. They're, they're, I, I, everybody has their own personal line that they have to navigate for that kind of thing, I guess. For me, it's like at this point, I feel pretty safe for myself because I'm probably immune at this point because I yeah. got vaxxed and had a had the disease. But I don't know. I don't, I don't want to like hurt anybody. <laughs> so I'm just doing shit outside. I'm, I'm doing, you know, I'm not, I'm not starting a show or anything. Um, I don't really want to, I don't really want to perform that much right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just, yeah, watching, watching things in, inside or like what, or sorry, watching football, like outside or something. Yeah for the most part, or like with a small, pretty small group of people. Even with that small group though, I'm just like furious because, okay, we were supposed to do a show that I ended up canceling because I just felt so uncomfortable on uh, last week or two weeks ago. And one of the people that was there for the show was talking to a comic and like, he didn't have his mask on at all. And he's like high-fiving people and hugging people. And I'm just like, he's like, when's the show start? I'm like, I'm not doing it. I'm canceling. I just left. Like I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. so uncomfortable. I hate you for being jovial. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sure. Yeah. No. There's no wrong way to like feel about whatever that stuff is, and don't do it if it's going to be if, if it makes you very mad. Like that sounds terrible. That's not yeah. the point of the show. But also, maybe I mean, obviously, this is all on me. I'm. It's my head. Everyone has their own, and I don't see a way around this until I, I don't see a way around this until my kid can get vaccinated. And am I taking that too far? Because is that fair? I don't know. Does it matter? I mean, what, I mean, does it? And I, I'd say more. It's just it doesn't. It's, it's not about being fair, I guess, right? I mean, like, what? It's a. It's going to be like within a year, likely. Yeah. It seems like. Yeah. Um, and so that's just a. If you want to, not be angry and just <laughs> kind of like lay low for a year, that's not the worst thing in the world, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Does does any part of you feel like, well, I mean, yeah. Do you feel like you got teased by like having partial normalcy, and then this happened? Yeah, yeah. It is not fun. It's stupid. <laughs> I think it's I think it's very stupid to pretend like, oh yeah, things are back to normal, and it's just like somebody takes your temperature at a bar. Like, no, yeah. this is stupid. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to sit at a bar that bad. I didn't hate quarantining i didn't i didn't really like it it, it drove me a little nuts mm-hmm. and I, I got cabin fever for sure but like i have i have come out of the last year and a half feeling different about a lot of things that i never thought about like i don't give a shit about bars anymore oh yeah for sure <laughs> i don't care at all i don't want I, like i'll go and that's fine but i don't like gotta get out and do the thing and i don't care about uh, live comedy like I did. Oh, it feels like, uh, a lo- you know, you get to watch what goes on with uh, everybody like needing to perform. And it's like, oh, this is for you. It's not for other people. Mm-hmm. It's a it's an internal like uh, compulsion. And it's like, well, I don't have that anymore. I don't because it feels like not 
like it doesn't have a point unless we can do it with for fun and safe you know safely so i don't know i'm leaving all of this with different opinions about other stuff that will affect how i want to you know live well i i didn't care that much about the performance but i'm definitely missing and still craving i mean i've been saying the same thing twice the all the aspects around the performance the the meeting new people the you're just meeting new people and talking to like-minded individuals or not even like-minded individuals, people that fucking hate me by the end of the show, just <laughs> meeting new yeah. people, like having, having an interaction that was unplanned. That's yeah, making really new miss. enemies and whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All that, all that stuff. But no, yeah, that's, that's, that is a thing of, you know, it's on pause, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be back, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I felt that way when I quit smoking cigarettes, <laughs> You know, sure. I didn't. I didn't meet. I didn't meet any new people after I after I quit smoking cigarettes, and that was for my health and safety. And I could have kept meeting new people and getting sick all the time, but you know, you gave up, is what you're saying. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm slowly wearing down uh, parts of my uh, humanity and personality to uh, protect myself. <laughs> so my kid got hand, foot, and mouth the like 10 days ago so we went <laughs> what is that i don't know what that is it's uh it looks like they have chicken pox really okay bad all over their like mouth area and it looks like i'm bringing the plague around that sucks and adults usually don't get it but the strains have gotten a lot stronger in the last five years so like my wife and i got it but it doesn't show itself in the same way so um i think i might have had hand foot and mouth from him when I did that show and I was just so like angry and depressed now that I'm thinking back, I'm looking at the timeline like, Oh yeah, that makes more sense. Why certain feelings are amplified because one of the (laughs) things is, uh, lethargy. And I didn't realize that was an actual like term, (laughs) like Like a condition. Yeah. A real condition. Cause I was just like for five to seven days, I was like, I don't have anything, man. I can't, I have no desire to like move or live. And it's like, Oh no, this is part of the part of the sickness. So how were you affected by COVID? Oh, okay. It was like, I, the thing is, is like it, 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 the first day I probably had it, I was also hungover. (laughs) So I didn't know if it was like a symptom or like, I'm just like groggy, you know, I didn't, Mm -hmm. I didn't know what that was. I I assumed I was just like, I'm like, I'm mildly hungover. And it might've just been that it might not have been any symptom at all. Um, But I was a little groggy the next day after going out. And then, uh, the next day after that. So this is, if I'm correct about when I got it, two days after that, um, I was full on like, oh, I can't stop coughing. I have a massive headache. I can barely move. I'm falling asleep in the day. Um, and it, and I just, like, th- this is the gross part, but just constant diarrhea. Yeah. No one talks about that part. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody mentions that part, but it was like near constant diarrhea. And, uh, and then the next day after that, it truly peaked and it was like, I, if I cough a little bit, it feels like I'm smashing my brain against my skull. Oh no. Like it it feels like I had rabies brain. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, this is bad. Oh no. Um, And then I lost my sense of smell that day. And that's scary on a, just on, on a mental level. Um, because every like every time I went to like the bathroom, I would just grab my deodorant and smell my deodorant to check. Like, am I gonna 
Am I losing it? And then so that once I lost my sense of smell, I was like, all right, I got to go get a test. Because who knew? I thought I was like, eh, maybe I'm just a little sick. It's only been a day and a half, you know, of symptoms. So I got a I got a test that second day, and it came back that night, I think, and said it was positive. Um, and also, like another weird element was, I had like insane dreams, and I don't really know what that, what what like what I was dreaming, other than I remember that all of my dreams were like paradoxically impossible to exist. And I don't know what that, <laughs> I don't know a better way to describe it, but it was like basically boiling my brain. So do you want to talk about what everyone loves to hear about, which is other people's dreams? Yeah, let's do it. Did you freak out at all when you found out that you have it? Um, or was it a relief? It was maybe, I, it, it felt like, you. this is going to sound so awful, but you know when like, you're a little kid or like you, you think like when something bad happens to you, you get to have attention. Oh yeah. And yeah, you'll yeah. be like, if only my parents died, somebody <laughs> would be, you know, like th those kind of like horrible thoughts that, yeah. a, that a stupid child will think <laughs> it was, it was like that. It, it was like, yeah, I got, I got the thing. I guess I'm going to have to get a little more attention around here, <laughs> but just like on a very like at home kind of like, you know, selfish personal level. You are a cook. When did your sense of smell return? Because that's sort of important when it comes to food. It's ex yeah, very very important. And my uh, taste was like totally altered. Everything tasted like weird and awful. Uh, like coffee would smell like uh, sharp and stinging. And mm. I think it was like maybe in that same week within about like seven days ish it came back okay. which was like that's the part that was like it, all of this is all mentally more affecting than physically and physically it was very bad but like i had more problems with everything mentally hmm. was it difficult to eat anything no i think i was eating out of boredom actually okay but you couldn't really taste I was just, it I was bored at home. or it was just like yeah you could taste it it was just not the standard taste yeah, everything was a little off-brand. It was like eating the the bag cereal instead of sure. the Fruit Loops. Did anything taste better? Um, no, I don't think so. Okay, not everything. It was just like a little bit worse. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Did you have to change anything in your day to day besides just like not wanting to move? I would just fall asleep like i fell asleep for hours at a time and i didn't leave the house and um i just i played a lot of tetris i got like addicted to tetris cool that was about it i i did a lot and now i now i'm playing tetris like every day yeah i got I it stuck that. with me have you are you dreaming about <laughs> it's tetris <a> great now? <laughs> game. uh yeah i'm having like yeah like super like oh, i'm fucking like nailing this <laughs> Like just triumphant Tetris dreams, yeah. I'm gonna recommend a graphic novel about the uh, origin of Tetris now. Okay. It's I think it's Box Brown. I think it's the same guy that did the Andre the Giant book, but it might not be. It's uh really worth your time. Tetris. All right, I, I'm marking it down. Here it is. Tetris: The Games People Play. By it is by Box Brown. Yeah. He did an Andre the Giant uh, graphic novel as well. It's really good. Okay, so. How has this affected your desire to do anything now? We're in the middle of September. It's been about a month since you got this thing. 
Um, you're in Los Angeles. I'm in D.C. Those are two somewhat liberal bubbles, even though today might shake out differently for you. Um, we'll see. Uh, it is the football season, uh, which means your Kansas City Chiefs are going to be playing a lot of games, and you're probably going to want to see friends. Uh, are you planning to change your behavior now that you got this thing, or did it just reinforce what you were already planning to do? Um, so, like I watched last week's, or you know, a couple days ago's Chiefs game, and it was with three people, and it was inside, and it was just very casual. Um, last year, basically, I watched every single game outdoors at a, at a friend's house. Mm-hmm. He just like brought his TV out, and we I made barbecue, and I'll probably do that a lot too. I'm not going to go to any bars this year. I don't think I don't really want to. Um, yeah. I think it'll be either a very small, you know, crowd or do an outdoor thing with a, a handful of people. But again, pretty small crowd for that too. I'm uh, I'm wondering if and when you're ever going to want to do a show again. Like a do a um, bud I, show I've, indoors. Yeah. Well, no, we've we've talked about about it because we we went and saw a. Um, Chris Stevens and I, we both went out to a show indoors when in that little golden zone before everything got bad again. Yeah. Um, but, but it was when they were requiring Vax cards and it was uh, fun. It was a blast. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I We've we've talked about it and we'll definitely do something relatively soon. But it's like I want to be able to get into a regular groove. I don't want to just do a one off and then everything gets shut down or whatever. Because it's very possible, and I don't know, that might be next year. Why do, why do both of us want to do stuff in a regular groove rather than a one-off? Because why does that matter? I, it, it, an internal like satisfaction level, like it's it doesn't feel like a stop and start just doesn't feel as good as doing like I don't know because we Chris and I were talking about it and we're like we should just do a a small like bar show where we can kind of have guests and develop material. And then after a, a long run of shows, we'll have a whole new hour or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't do that if you know, <laughs> like you, it's just not going to work if, if you get shut down or yeah, but, you, but you're in LA, out. you could do this outdoors all year round. Yeah, I guess. I mean, like, with what we do, though, it's like, nah, there's, like, AV stuff that goes into it. it a theater is really ideal. Hear, hear me out. I agree completely. But you just talked about how you would watch most every Chiefs game last year outside. It's not like you can't hook up a projector to anything and do and screen stuff sure. outdoors. Yeah, no. There, and there's plenty of shows in L.A. right now that are just we're an outdoor show now. Um, which is great. It's, everyone's adapting pretty well to it in a, in a safe way, and I just don't want. To. <laughs> I just don't want to do it. I don't think. I don't think uh, sketch is the is the same. Like stand up, I think has a little more leeway to to kind of go in there. I, it, it still works to do sketch stuff outside, but it feels. I don't know. It, like we already feel like we're doing little plays, and then once yeah. you do it outside, it's like, you know, Shakespeare in the park, but for idiots. <laughs> And I, I I don't know if I care to do it. No, I'm I mean, with you. I'm I don't know. I could be talked into it, but we'll see. It we seems have a, like a pain in the ass. We have an outdoor show in like 11 days, and it's our first outdoor show in like I think eight years, maybe nine years, and uh, it'll be what it's going to be. <laughs> but I'm sort of looking t- forward to the like absurdity aspect of this entire thing. 
Yeah, it'll be memorable. Yeah, and that's sure. worth doing. And yeah, yeah, it's it's very public too, so it's not. Yeah, it's it's part of this art thing in DC. So a bunch of people, I'd say the majority of people that will see it have no idea who I am or what this is, which will make it very uh, memorable. I guess you could for say. them or for you both. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It'll be it'll be what it's going to be. But I'm just I'm really bummed out um, about my regular show, just like ending it because it's just I'm just so uncomfortable and I don't see that ending anytime soon. So, like, I got to put at least a six month pause on this thing. And I don't know. I did how many shows? I think I did like a pretty much a show every weekday from the start of the pandemic until about the end of the pan, the first end of the pandemic. And since then I was so looking forward to everything that was on the books. And now I'm just like dreading everything on the books and want the book to close for another six yeah. months. I mean, it's um, if there weren't a safety issue involved, I would say it would be very funny to watch you do your show uh, constantly angry. <laughs> Like yeah. if it were if it were not a safe if if we're just a convenience like an inconvenience issue, it would be I think worth it to plow through and do all the shows as an extremely angry man. So if it was more like an Andy <laughs> Kindler experience versus a uh, <laughs> versus a man yeah. in a rally <laughs> experience. Exactly. So I, I think that would be fun. But if 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 you're you know if there's concerns for safety, uh, you know you got to take care of your family. What is you know do what you got to do. This is not. Who could pass judgment on that? That's that's crazy. Me, because I'm worried about my mental state. <laughs> it might it might have been I might be screwing up because it might be more healthy to just do the thing and get over it versus coming home and just like living in paranoia and fear until a COVID test comes back and just being furious for like because until, this is one of those things where like until I get it, I'll feel like this was stupid to even worry about. But that's a crazy way to believe and think. But I'll tell you, uh, even after getting it, it's like, eh. I mean, I know, again, it's different for you uh, because you have an unvaccinated child. But like, as far as like, well, he's not vaccinated for political it, reasons. So. Yes, and that's his choice. Uh, <laughs> that's that's a, that is his American right. Uh, he pays taxes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, like if, 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 if I had a child, I don't know where, where I, where my stance would be. And I don't have to think about it cause I don't have a child. So why waste my time thinking about yeah. something I don't have? You're right. Uh, so I get to, I get to live, uh, with a little bit more of like mental freedom cause I don't think about that, but I don't, yeah, it's shit, man. I don't know. You dress up like Michael Jackson and then just do the... That, that'd be fun. That's like, go out and have everyone separated from you as far as they can be and you do a show in a full mask and a fun hat. So I was already doing that. Uh, for the first show, I had two separate wrestling masks and then underneath that, a mask. Yeah. I mean, could you do your show at a distance from people? How I mean, much of the show could you do at a, at a at a distance from people? That's the question because one of the guys that was on the show whose friends came in like I would that's one of the reasons why I shut the show down was because I was so upset with him because he was being a good friend to these people and like hugging them yeah. and he's like that he's that kind of person and I'm not hugging people regardless of a 
pandemic. So already there's a divorce there. And then you add in the, the <laughs> pandemic and I'm just like, no, like, what are you doing? And this is the same guy that like wants to hug me and like that kind of thing. So, so in- it's causing you to hate joy and, and exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. Sure. So like, yeah, the so answer like, is set no. that, set, like, Lay down, lay down the law about like e- uh, e- emails before the show. Like, I don't touch people. I don't. <laughs> I don't want to be anywhere near people. <laughs> like, seriously. Like, set some laws about what your show looks like, and then just and be a, a, a complete diva about it. I mean, I might do that because we're like, doing. Nobody get near me. Yeah, <laughs> I might actually do that. What if? <laughs> get the pull. What is that guy that was at Walmart? He did that early in the pandemic. He built like a six foot radius around him. With like pool, yeah, just <laughs> exactly. Do that. Do make make sure it, it is clear that it's like you're gonna you're gonna come to the show and you'll see me like on stage and that's it. You're not gonna we're not gonna have green room hang. We're not gonna you know bump fists and 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 clink glasses. Nothing. We're... It's uh, so after a weekend after that show, we there was a pay per view, a wrestling pay per view. So we had people in the yard and. It was supposed to rain that night. So rather than just be like, well, if it rains, we'll come inside. And I know all four of you aren't vaccinated. I bought a fucking tarp and rigged up a tarp in the backyard so we could watch it outside. And that's what we did. And I stand by that decision because um, one of the people that came, she's my co-host. She had a COVID scare between our show and that pay-per-view. Yeah, you you have no idea when that is coming around or whatever, and it's, you know, I think that's I, I also think it's fun to have creative solutions to things. Yeah, and I don't mind that, and a lot of people that really pisses them off, but I think it's I think it's a good thing to creatively solve problems uh, about how to have hangs with your friends and hangs with friends. That's a somewhat of an easy fix, but I, I'm really worried because like my livelihood now is tied to this project that I, that I'm doing that you're a part of. And when we launched, we launched on June 16th. The whole idea was we're launching it this date because DC will be back open on this date. And it was a hundred percent true. And exactly when we launched, it was exactly when I thought it was going to happen. That's when they got rid of the mask mandate. And then like a month and a half later, two months later, they bring it back as they should. I'm not complaining about that aspect of it. I'm worried <laughs> Didn't they about... Know about your blog. <laughs> I'm Come worried, on. I'm worried that if one of the two components of what I'm doing is like events and I don't feel comfortable going to events, why are, what are we doing here? And then also how am I going to pay rent? Like that kind of shit. Yeah. It's uh, that's a tough it's not spot. Just to like be backyard hangs. No, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. As, as far as uh, like, I don't know. Is it possible if you do shows to be like, we have at this show, you have to require proof of vaccination. And that's how it is in DC. That is exactly how it is in DC. But that doesn't change my comfort level. I refuse to go to these shows as well. Yeah. Why risk it? Exactly. Exactly. So if, so once again, do you see where I'm like, I feel bad? Yeah, no, there's, listen, if you're asking me for a solution, I don't have it. (laughs) I I don't know. Honestly, uh, your presence on social media is uh, delightful, and uh, unlike most everyone else, I follow. Trying so, to keep it light, it's yeah. it's real, it's real fucking dark out there, man. Oh my god! <laughs> you like okay, so you're my my number one favorite person to follow on social media, and then my other favorite is Colin, but Colin is so fucking dark sometimes. 
Oh yeah, we're we are the yeah. I I think we have similar absurdist sense of humor. Yeah, and he's a he's a darker, a darker soul. <laughs> I think I unfortunately relate more to Colin than you, and I think I wish yeah. I related more to you. But that's who I get along with too. Like Colin is, is my is my you know football watch buddy. Every mm-hmm. week, you know, we hang out and do that. And uh, yeah, no, I I. I get along with those people because I get it. <laughs> I totally get it. And you you guys are right. It is a good time to be dark. <laughs> but also, here's the thing. I don't want anyone to be darker than me because when I'm around those people, I'm just even more furious. Okay, so you might enjoy this. Um, on Saturday, uh, it was September 11th, and like I posited before, my kid has hand, foot, and mouth. So he looks like the plague. He's no, he hasn't been contagious for like six days, right? But I can't really bring him into anywhere because he'll only wear a mask for maybe 20 to 30 minutes. So yeah. we're like, the, the longest we'll go is like, we'll go to the grocery store to buy one thing or the library. And usually by the end of the library tip or the grocery store, he's still trying to rip the mask off, right? So I can't really bring him in anywhere and he's got the plague, so it looks bad. So I take him to this outdoor um NSO in your neighborhood thing where like the orchestra comes and there's like four piece string quartets in like all the DC neighborhoods. Right. And it's great. And my kids run around, he's eating goldfish and it looks like he's going to give everyone death. So, uh, that's fun. But also before it, like I said before, September 11th, a guy is giving remarks before the national symphony orchestra plays. And he wants to do a moment of silence for all the lives lost. And this is DC. So a bunch of people probably know people that died in the Pentagon, if not the world trade center. Right. And, uh, the moment of silence lasts for more than a minute, which is very long, but even longer pushing it. Yeah. When the majority of your crowd, I don't know, 90% are people with very small children. So it's just a moment of silence, but then a bunch of like six year olds having the time of their fucking life all over. Yeah. And this dude comes back from the moment of silence, like on the verge of tears, because he, I because of September 11th, and I'm just like furious. I'm like, why the fuck are you doing this? Why are you making the adults and the children witness your performative grief 20 years later? If you felt that way, no one told you to fucking say anything. What are you doing? You're delaying the orchestra from performing. You have a hard out time and you're just talking about 9-11 with minute long moments of silence. How is this beneficial to anyone? So that's like where I'm at. Fucking get it out, man. Yeah. <laughs> Did I, I, I don't know if I mentioned why would I don't know why I would mention this, but I went like before everything closed down like a year and a half ago, whatever. I went to see the movie 1917 and uh, there's a guy in the front row. And he was just fucking loudly scream crying for the last like five minutes of the movie <laughs> in a full theater full of people. Did you start laughing? No, it's he, like he clearly has friends or someone that died. Like, I don't know, not in, you know, 1917. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like, you know, he's clearly been through some shit. I don't know. I'm not about to. <laughs> but like, you know, it. Like loud or public grief is something that I am uncomfortable with. I that's maybe on me. This thing that you saw sounds like. I mean, I wasn't there. I don't know who this guy is. Unfortunately, like, I do, hey, and that do makes it, like, it worse. Ten seconds. 
10 seconds of whatever, you know? But the thing is this. I I was already furious because um, the thing is supposed to start at 6. I have a 2-year-old. He has a bedtime. We have to leave by a certain time. We have a hard out, you know? You're going to miss the encore. We're going to miss the in- fucking majority of it because he literally talked for 10 minutes and started 10 minutes late. This thing was supposed to start at 6. It started at 6.20 because dude didn't start talking until 6.10 and then talked for 10 fucking minutes. But do you think maybe the moment of silence was somewhat about hearing the joy of children and, and <laughs> having hope for the future in some way? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> you, Me, Them, Everybody is made by me, Brandon Weatherby. Our theme music is by Daniel Knox. Our art is by Jillian Ron. You can hear all 13 years of shows at youmethemeverybody.com. If you're listening to this in Spotify or on iTunes, the last year of episodes are available uh, with some sprinklings of the other ones. If you want the rest of the catalog, which features over 700 episodes, youmethemeverybody.com. Our Patreon page is on our About page. It's all there. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff, at sign Y-M-T-E. Thanks for listening. I'll hug the places that you've been sleeping, friends and family. I'll be keeping.